Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPNNBA to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best NBA better in the US? Odds Crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free to play fantasy betting contest. There's $3,000 up for grabs in their season long contest and $200 every week in their weekly contest. Just head over to oddscrowd.com to sign up now. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. And welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's here. It's opening night. I cannot believe it. Currently, 1230 Central Time, 1030 on the West Coast, 130 on the East Coast. I am so excited. Episode number 233 for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Joining me. This afternoon, you can say, to break it all down for opening night, the two games that we have, the man that does it all behind the scenes for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He probably gets annoyed with me because of the amount of podcasts that I'm doing, but um, we got to pump out the content for the DJs. Joining me is Scott Reichel. Scott, how you doing, buddy? Uh, doing pretty well. I mean, you're a popular guy on camera. I'm the popular guy off camera, so I guess it balances <laughs> itself out. But as a whole, yeah, looking forward to it. Of course, being a Nets fan, my team's actually playing in one of these yeah. opening games, which is nice. It would, I would feel a little bit better if Kyrie was on the roster, but that's a separate story. It is what it is. He's doing his thing. But yeah, overall, looking forward to it. Definitely feels like the off season took a decent amount of time, and then you blink your eyes, and it took about two minutes. It always yeah. feels that way with the offseason, but should be a fun time. You know, hopefully we get a lot of quality basketball on Tuesday. And, yeah, looking forward to breaking it down with you. Yeah, Scott, Scott's saying that he's uh, the man off the camera for sure, but he's going to be a man on the camera uh, going forward also with the NBA Gambling Podcast. He's going to be joining me on the PropCast also, so – you know, Scott's great on the mic, great insights, as always. You guys know that. So I'm glad to be working with him for all the different sports as we go forward. So thanks, Scott, for joining me, man. Yep. I've been a beer. 
Um, so let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's hear from our sponsors and then we'll get into some NBA talk and then we'll handicap the uh, two games that are on Tuesday night. We're brought to you by WinBet. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download, bet, win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The MLB playoffs are in full swing and PropSwap is your home for the best World Series futures. All season long, prop swappers have been finding the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time, so your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off the break, Scott, um, I know you and I did the Western Conference preview, but I guess let's get some just general thoughts about the NBA this season. I know we had, you know, had the shortened offseason um, because they started late last year and and the NBA Finals carried over into, I believe it was till July, so a little short offseason. Um, I don't know, any general thoughts that you're kind of looking at teams that maybe back or fade early on or what your kind of your thought process is about the NBA this season. I feel like it's a lot more open this season, especially in the Western conference, because we had discussed it. I guess we can say it's a lot weaker than the Eastern conference. Um, but I just kind of want to get your thoughts on the, on how you're going to handicap the upcoming NBA season. Well, for me, I feel like there's a couple of teams I'm going to be targeting immediately. First okay. of all, teams that are not a full strength. I am curious about kind of just a wait and see approach, except with the Pelicans. Because I would just fade them at the get-go. I I just don't think they're going to be a very good team, especially without Zion. I can only imagine how many shots Ingram's going to average per game without Zion in the lineup, probably somewhere around 25. So if you want to look at some player props for him, maybe some DFS lineups, I'd look at Ingram because he's not exactly known for his passing. Let's put it that way. So I do think he's going to take a lot of shots. But when it comes to some of these other teams, the Clippers, I'm taking a wait-and-see approach with because I don't know how they're going to look without Kawhi. We saw them against Utah for a series. I'll wait to see how they look the following year. Same thing with Denver. Uh, Of course, they're going to be without Murray. They're going to be without probably Porter in some road games in some capacity because he didn't get the COVID shot. So I'm kind of taking a wait and see approach there. But in terms of the overall, just breakdown of the conferences, the West is going to be a Lakers or everyone else approach because everybody's going to be looking at the Lakers saying, how are these three guys going to lose with Westbrook, AD and LeBron? Yeah. I don't know how much stock you put into preseason basketball. They went on six. Yeah. 
So I'm just going to throw it out there. I know preseason doesn't really matter, mm-hmm. but when they're playing 30-something minutes together yeah. and they look horrible out the get-go, it reminds me a little bit of LeBron when he joined the Heat, where okay. they started off 9-8, and eight, yeah. and everyone was hitting the panic buttons or rumors Spolstra was going to get fired. They figured it out, of course, because they're too talented not to. Right. But people are expecting the Lakers to just enter the season and potentially run through everybody. I see it taking some time before they get over the growing pains. You? Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think that when he went to that Heat team, obviously it was years ago and it was more in his prime. But I feel like with this team, there's a lot of personalities that that need the basketball in their hands to be effective, right? We talk about Westbrook. We talk about LeBron. We talk about Anthony Davis versus when it was he was with Miami. Chris Bosh pretty much took the back seat and it was pretty much LeBron and Dwayne Wade. And they figured it out, right? Because they were close buddies. They figured out how to play together. I think you're right that it's going to take a lot more time for these personalities or the players that they have on this roster um, to kind of mesh and figure out that chemistry. I think eventually they will, but I feel like this will take a lot more longer than it will than that when LeBron joined Miami, like you mentioned. Um, definitely a better coach that they had in Miami than friend Vogel. I'm not a Vogel guy. Um, I think Vogel's the, okay. Yeah, I, he's think okay. Spolstra, he, I think Spolstra's in the upper echelon. Yeah, he's a top five coach, no doubt. Vogel, he gets the job done. Um, but yeah, I think that for me, I'm going to probably take a look at taking unders in their games early on because if they can't figure it out offensively, um, like you said, they went 0-6 in the in the preseason. I don't. A lot of people may not put a lot of stock into the preseason, but I think when you have players like this that are coming together, I think you kind of have to, don't you think? Well, first of all, just to go through the 0-6, they actually did play a decent amount of yeah, those games. So it wasn't did. even like they were throwing in the bench unit right. for five of those six games. They played a fair share. And yeah. they still lost. So right. I do think that if you want to look at the defensive angle and look for unders, I think the spacing for the Lakers offense is going to be an absolute mess to start the year. Yeah. And I do find it kind of funny when Westbrook made the post-game comments. They asked him about the uh, no more leaning into th- uh, jumping defenders for three points. And Westbrook said, I don't think I have to worry about that too much because nobody's <laughs> jumping on me. Yeah. That doesn't change the fact that he's still taking a decent amount of jump shots. And a lot of them really haven't gone in. And I am a little bit confused what the game plan is going to be offensively because if you're a defender and LeBron has the ball or AD has the ball, why would you ever guard Westbrook within five feet of the three-point line? Yeah. So I am, I am expecting a few unders to start the year, especially if you think that LeBron and AD will bring it defensively. Mm -hmm. LeBron's been pumping the brakes a little bit uh, recently over the last few years because he's trying to save his energy for the offensive end. Yeah. AD we know is one of the best defensive players of this generation and he'll definitely rim protect well. Do you like the other moves, though? Because when it comes to taking unders, you still have Melo in there, and you have Malik and Monk, and a lot of guys who, let's just say, aren't really known for their defense on the wings. Yeah, I think that to that point, you may be able to find a better number if you do like the over on a live bet, just because when the, you bring in the second unit, like you just mentioned, that the defensive intensity or the effort is not going to be there because Melo doesn't play any defense. Let's just get that out of the way. He rebounds though. Yeah. So. Yeah. And if you hear an explicit, you, you know, who's rebounding yep. the basketball mm-hmm. for the Lakers. Um, yeah. I mean, Malik Monk, can you rely on him? I, I can do, I really like the pickup of Kendrick Nunn. Just see how he gets into that rotation in that second unit. Um, I think that to your point, I think this is a great way for us to start the season. Just kind of talking through these teams. 
is that you may be able to better find a better live number on the over. I would definitely be playing the pregame over, or sorry, the under on this game. Maybe find a night's middle in there. I think that was really profitable for me last season. Um, you know, when when betting totals, but yeah, I think that there's going to be several teams that are going to be wait and see approaches. Um, I think like Clippers, like you mentioned, the Lakers. Um, you know, some of these teams that are battling injuries, like you mentioned, but so that's why when looking at the actual totals, I might agree with you about the under just based on principle because the Lakers, let's be real, weren't exactly an up tempo team anyway, right? Because they're playing mostly half court with Vogel. Exactly. But I'm looking at team totals potentially because if the Lakers are going to be favored in almost every game they play in, because mm-hmm. I'm sure based on roster they will be, I would fade them early on because I do think after going 0 6 in the preseason and with the Huge turnover with the roster. I do think you're going to see them struggle for the first couple of weeks. Yeah. But as for team totals, the reason why I'm pumping the brakes on the actual unders is because they have a couple of guys who used to be really good defenders. Like, for example, mm-hmm. Dwight Howard, yeah. Trevor Ariza. Go down the line, most of them are in their mid to late 30s. So I do kind of wonder if they can still bring it with the intensity defensively. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at team totals under because I know that the pace is going to be slow, which is always what you look for. Right. I think Westbrook is going to take a lot of time to get fully acclimated with this offense. Yeah. So I'm looking at team total unders, which kind of goes back to the point of fading the Lakers. Cause if I like their under with points and they're going to be favored in these games, then naturally I'm not going to really like them in many of these games, mm-hmm. but I don't know if you want to segue this into their first game against the Warriors or we can wait a little bit, but for me, the Lakers, I think people are expecting to just hit the ground running. Yeah. But if you've paid attention and read through the tea leaves, you know that it's, they've got the work cut out for them going into exactly. the first month or so. Yeah, you're right, because everybody's been pay, paying attention to, you know, football going on with college and NFL that nobody's really watched. So look at the uh, roster and just go, they got Westbrook, they got AD, they yeah. got LeBron, chemistry, who cares? It's like, no, it actually matters. They're going to yeah. struggle early on. And if they know anything about chemistry, then I think last season with your Brooklyn Nets is a great example, right? I mean, yeah, they had injuries and things like that, but there weren't times where these were, you know, Kyrie Harden and um, Kevin Durant had time they played to play. what, eight, ga- eight games together in the regular yeah, season. Exactly. Right. And then I'm trying to pull up a number for that team total for the, um, I believe it was 56 and a half for the Lakers. Or it might've been a little bit less. I, I think the nets were 56. The Lakers might've been 55 and a half. I think yeah. I know we talked about it on the, uh, let me see if I can find it here. Let me see. Uh, I believe you're right. I believe it was around 55 and a half. I know, obviously, it was one of the highest. Uh, futures. Here we go. Um, I see 52 and a half, actually. Okay. I mean, I that, still, that sounds lower than what it was when we did the podcast, doesn't it? Yeah. 52 and a half in the juice is to the under. And I think the, the one thing that we talked about with this Lakers team was load management, right? Like, you're not yeah. like the guys on this roster, Westbrook, LeBron. Anthony Davis, they're going to need nights off. They're very, very injury prone. Well, Davis not... is in a separate category. Davis is an all-time injury yeah. prone guy. Yeah, he's like the the high variance, like the, the outlier that we talk about. LeBron, I mean, he's been very, very good, um, not taking nights off. But I think it's getting to that point where he's gonna. He's thirty six years old. I mean, as great as he takes care of his body and invests in his body, which I think is very uh, commendable for him. There's going to get a time where he's going to need nights off. I mean, that age, it does kind of catch up to you at some point. But we can transition right into that Warriors game. I know it's the second uh, game of the night. And I know we probably want to get in depth about your Brooklyn Nets. But let's transition to that game, uh, Scott. So I'm currently seeing a total or sorry, a game um, line of give me. I see about three and a half for the Lakers. Yeah, my Internet's going a little slow here. But yeah. Lakers three and a half. I saw a total of two twenty eight and a half. 
Uh, Scott, I'll kick it to you, man. I think we're already kind of leaning one way here, but um, what are you thinking for this game? I'm looking at the Warriors money line and I'm looking at the under. Now, of course, the money line is going to seem a little bit scary because Clay Thompson, as a reminder, is not playing. He's not right. going to be playing for the first couple of months. But Golden State, I actually don't mind this roster that they have right now. I know Wiseman is still dealing with some recovery stuff, so yeah. they might be a little bit shorthanded in the front court. But I really just want to fade the Lakers out the get-go. And I really think that the Lake, we saw the Lakers struggle with the Warriors last year. And that was Curry with basically nobody. Now they have a full off season to get ready. And we know that the Lakers are a team that brings it in the front court. But I do question some of the new fits on the backcourt with the defense, et cetera. I know they got Dwight Howard back, but he's already been in the system before. Yeah. I don't think he'll really need to adjust. But I'm looking at the Warriors because I know, I know Curry is the kind of guy who the Lakers can't really guard. Mm -hmm. uh, you're looking at who they might use. Westbrook has been a terrible defender for years. Yeah. And who's going to be the primary guy on Curry? Because LeBron at this age is definitely not taking that responsibility. So I don't really know who would try to guard Curry. But I do think if you think the Warriors keep it close, maybe look for a Curry over in points. Yeah. Because we all know Curry's going to have to carry this team to the finish line if they want to win. Yeah, and kind of just looking at the preseason schedule, I mean, they did play the Lakers twice. Um they Warriors both. went undefeated. Yeah, and yeah, they went undefeated. Did the Warriors five and zero play the Lakers twice? Uh, beat them by seven points, one twenty one, one fourteen in one game. In the second game, they won one eleven ninety nine. I believe AD was did not play in one of those games. But regardless, I think that pretty much the handicap here. I think we both agree is that the chemistry is going to take a while for the Lakers. We probably want to fade them. Number one, being a very public team that hey, the Lakers have these three superstars on their roster they'll figure it out they're going to win games though but if you didn't watch the uh preseason it's going to take a little time for this team to gel together so i think this is a great opportunity for us to kind of fade the lakers here um anything yeah, we said under on the total right scott well i'm, I'm looking at the under i don't yeah. know about you but i agree with you it goes back to the pace the warriors yeah. even though they have curry we know that this team is underrated mm -hmm. defensively especially with draymond they can be extremely versatile with their lineups and yeah. draymond I'll tell you what, people can roast him for all they want for the offense, which he was really struggled in last year. But defensively, yeah. even though he gives up a ton of height, he's always been pretty good on AD. Yeah. So I, I, I like the under in that one. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, talking about the Warriors here, like you mentioned their roster. I mean, I was very high on them coming into the season. I did take the over on their win total, and I got a little bit down on their on, on them to win the championship. But, um, yeah, no, they get Iguodala back. I mean, I know he's 37 years old. He's been with the system. I'm a big um, Jordan Poole guy, by the way. I am. I think that we are very, very high on Jordan Poole this year. And I think that, you know, Dan, when me and him did the um, season-long awards, I think we talked about Jordan Poole being the sixth man of the year and also mo most improved player of the year. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to be starting in place of Clay Thompson. There may be somebody else. But um, Jordan Poole, I think, uh, from a prop props perspective, we might want to be take a look at him also. But I agree with you. Warriors, uh, I'll take them on the spread here at plus three and a half, sprinkle a little bit on the money line and definitely uh, taking the under 228, 228 and a half, what I'm currently seeing for this game tomorrow night. Um, any final thoughts on this game, um, Scott, between the Warriors and the Lakers tomorrow? For me, no. I'm expecting an entertaining game. If you want to look at maybe some same-game parlay stuff, take an mm -hmm. alternative points on Curry if you think he goes nuclear, yeah. which could happen, but – the thing is, you're looking at the Lakers, and even though AD is the stopper on the interior, 
they don't really have a perimeter guy who can really stop many quality scores because you're looking at Ariza, who they brought in, but let's be real, he's not the same Ariza he used to be when he was on the Lakers and the Hornets. So yeah. I don't think he's really going to do much defensively. But do they do they really have a stopper on the perimeter? Because I don't see one. I don't either. And I think uh, quickly, Scott, looking at what the Lakers gave up in the preseason, I'm just going to rattle these numbers off to you. 120, 123 to the Nets, 117 to Phoenix, 121 to the Warriors, 123 to the Suns, 111 to the Warriors, and 116 to the Sacramento Kings. Now to go inside the box and see who was playing and who was not playing, but I, I think we mentioned that a lot of times LeBron, AD, and Westbrook, and Rondo, and all these other guys were playing. But for them to give up 110 points uh, or more in all six of those games, I think that I'm kind of leaning towards – I'll dig in more into this, but also maybe looking at the Warriors team total here. Uh, yeah, I, I can't hate that because I think the Warriors are going to win the game. So yeah. I, it would be tough for me to not like it. But people might be saying, well, if that's the case, why do you like the under? I do think there's going to be a little bit more intensity on the defensive end. You can yeah. claim that, you know, you're trying to gain some chemistry. At the end of the day, the preseason's exhibition. Yeah. So you can go up and down. You can kind of do whatever you want. But we know fourth quarter, first game of the season, primetime TV, the fourth quarter might not reach 50. And if that's the case, I wouldn't be surprised. We're going to see a lot of really slow possessions in the half court like we yeah. usually do with the Lakers yeah. in fourth quarters and I do think if you're looking at live lines you might be seeing a decently fast-paced game in the first half I wouldn't mind taking a live under because we yeah. both know the fourth quarter is going to be an absolute snail's pace especially with a with a very short uh spread too right minus three and mm -hmm. a half and I believe that this will come down to the wire so Again, in basketball, especially in NBA, there's a lot of opportunities for live betting. We've discussed that a lot of times on the Slack channel. Um, so definitely we will be keeping an eye out on that. Um, with that, let's take another quick break here, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the Brooklyn Nets taking on the defending champions of Milwaukee Bucks. We're brought to you by Keeps. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home. Low-cost treatments start at just $10 per month and Keeps offers generic versions, discreet packaging, and proven results. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is the key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com SGP to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com SGP to get your first month free. keeps.com SGP. Do you wish you could have had stock in a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey? Well, now Prediction Strike makes it a real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's like Robinhood and DraftKings had a baby. Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can make money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players, start investing in them. 
Simply download Prediction Strike's new and easy to use app from the App Store and sign up at predictionstrike.com to create an account. Use promo code SGPNNBA, then deposit funds to buy and sell and hold shares of your favorite players, just like you would real stocks. The value of players will change based upon game performance and, and supply and demand, and you can trade your shares of players at any time, as long as the player isn't currently in a game. Sign up with promo code SGPNNBA to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. We're brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best NBA better in the US? You can prove it on Odds Crowd in their free to join and play fantasy betting contest. There's a season long NBA contest with $3,000 in cash up for grabs as well as weekly $200 contests as well. Here's how it works. Once you enter a contest, you can track your bets against real odds and lines, much like you would with any pick tracking app. The most profitable players rise up the leaderboard. If you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, you win. And OddsCrowd isn't just a fantasy betting contest, it's a social app for sports bettors. Free to download, you can live group chat with other bettors, track your bet, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and much more. So download the app for free or go to OddsCrowd.com today. And last but not least, do not forget to download the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts, just like this one. Don't forget to toss up an app review or download and download the SGPN app today. Okay, coming off the break, Scott, I'm going to give you the floor. It's your Brooklyn Nets. Why don't we talk about the Brooklyn Nets first, and then we'll get into the game uh, into the game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, the Kyrie Irving situation. I kind of want to get your thoughts on the uh, moves that they made or the signings that they also made in the offseason to kind of build a roster around these uh, the, on the, around the big three with an asterisk next to uh, Kyrie Irving. Well, first of all, just to be clear, I've mentioned it every time on this show. I'm extremely unbiased when it comes to my fan my fandom. Yeah, I try to view everything as realistically as I can. I think they had one of the best off seasons in the league. I'm trying to figure out where they went wrong. Yeah. Kyrie choosing not to play at the last minute was a wrinkle, but the front office couldn't do anything about that. That seemed mm -hmm. to come out of left field, but you look at what they've done. Where did they make a mistake? They really did everything right. You can start with the draft. They got, you know, they got Thomas in the first round, who is a guy who should provide a spark off the bench. And then they got sharp as a big man from North Carolina, who I'm not sure if he's very good, but he's a body. And they needed one of those after letting DeAndre Jordan go during the offseason. But you're yep. going through the rest of the actual moves. They got Patty Mills, great addition off the bench. I love they that up, move. They got James Johnson, who I don't know if he's going to contribute that much, but he's also a bit of an enforcer. Yep. So I do think he'll bring a physicality that they might need, especially if it comes to defending uh, the likes of Durant and to make sure nobody gets picked on, so to speak. But you got yep. Blake Griffin back. You even got LaMarcus Aldridge back, who we thought yep. might retire. Mm-hmm. Those two were huge. They got rid of Shamit. Thank God I couldn't <laughs> handle Shamit on the roster. Uh, and you're looking at everything else. And they got Bruce Brown back. They even got Bembry, who's a pretty good defender on the wing. Where did they make a mistake during the offseason? I feel like they had a pretty much a perfect offseason, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. And I, I think the big thing for me was I said that Patty Mills was probably the best offseason transaction for any team in the entire league. And especially if Kyrie's not going to be there. Patty Mills kind of feels that if he steps in that starting lineup, I don't think they miss a beat because Patty Mills is a high IQ player. He can shoot the basketball. He can get to the basket at will. Uh, veteran savvy guy. I mean, I love this Patty Mills move. So I think that if Kyrie's not there, 
obviously you want his offense there and, and his playmaking ability if KD and James Harden are on the bench, but you still have Kevin Durant and James Harden on this roster and you add a Patty Mills to kind of fill that void until Kyrie, you know, figures out what he wants to do. But I, I love the moves also. Getting Aldridge back, I think that's a great story after the health scare that he had last season. Uh, you got Blake Griffin back, who I think had a great postseason. I mean, when's the last time we saw Blake Griffin diving for loose balls and playing with the intensity that he had? So I'm looking for Joe Harris to have a big season this year as, as far as shooting the ball. I think there was times where he kind of struggled last season. Um, but well, I, most I of think, the playoffs, regular season, he was fantastic. Yeah, he was awful in that Milwaukee series. Yeah, and that was the thing, right? And then I think in the in the playoffs where. You know, once we'll get to that down the road, I think that he, he is going to have to be a, a significant part of them having success. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I love, you know, I love the draft picks that they made. Again, we didn't talk about Paul Millsap that they uh, picked up also another veteran guy. So I think this is going to be a great roster overall. Not to mention that they also picked up the $9 million trade exception in the Dimwitty trade. So they can also yeah. acquire somebody midseason. But Cam Thomas is a guy who in college, I'll be honest, I wasn't the highest on, not because the talent wasn't there. He's a tremendous scorer, gets to the line a lot, and now Harden's going to teach him how to get to the line even more, which is scary. But the point is, (laughs) he's a guy who doesn't really pass that much, Mm -hmm. but he's coming off the bench. He won summer league MVP, so you know that he can compete. I just think this team is loaded, and it's weird because Kyrie is still a top 20 scorer in the league, maybe not player overall because defensively he's never been great, but – you're missing a guy that talented and you still arguably have the best team in the league. If Kyrie was playing, they might lose two games in the entire playoffs. Like this team is actually that good with Kyrie out. I think it'll be a struggle, but would you still pick them as the favorites to win the title? Because I have a hard time finding a team. I like more than this one. They're just loaded from top to bottom. I was going to say, if you look at the pure talent on this team, you have arguably the two of the top five players in the entire NBA on your roster. I know LeBron and AD are there also, but I think the roster up and down for the Nets, the depth and the role players, I think is better than that of the Lakers because we talked about Lakers have a whole bunch of old guys and it's going to take time for them to figure it out. Um, I was going to make a point and I wanted to ask you this also being the Nets fan. And I think I would do this trade, but the obvious Ben Simmons for Kyrie Irving, would you do it? Uh, probably not. No, I, I wouldn't. It's mostly just because I'm low on Ben Simmons. I know Simmons gives you a great uh, perimeter defender because yeah. truth is besides Gobert, he's probably the second. He's probably the best defender in the league. Yeah. If you just want to go through it. But offensively, I just think he'd kill the spacing. Okay. I'm trying to imagine what a Simmons lineup would look like with with uh, Harden and Durant. You're going to use Simmons as a screener. Like, I don't really know how that would work. I feel like the entire purpose of Steve Nash's system with the offense is to create endless switches for the defense, Mm -hmm. create one-on-one matchups for Harden and for Durant and let them cook. And it worked really well last year, including the playoffs. And the fact that they were even able to compete with Milwaukee after Harden got injured and Kyrie got injured, injured, just tells you what level they are offensively just in terms of talent. But I think Simmons would ruin that in a way because you don't really have to guard him. You can always hack him if he has the ball because he can't shoot free throws at all. Yeah, And I really don't think it would be a good fit. So I understand the idea if mm-hmm. you want to go all in because you want to try to keep Harden and Durant happy because they might end up opting out at some point or leaving. But yeah. I think it kind of ruins the actual identity of the team. You? I think so also. Um, you know, it, it, 
I, I understand your point about, you know, it might, you know, offensively what this team is going to look like, but I think last year they really struggled on the defensive end, especially to start the season. I think if you added a Ben Simmons, like you said, might be the best player or the best, if not the second best defensive player in the league. But I don't I'm really sure. know how much that matters though, because the thing is the Nets, you're, you're hearing all season long, they can't guard anybody. Yeah. Then the playoffs started and people thought they were going to flip a switch, so mm-hmm. to speak, which I was skeptical about. I didn't think that was going to happen. They were really, really good against Boston defensively for, I'd say, more than half of the series. Of course, Jalen Brown being out hurt for the Celtics. But Milwaukee, they have an unstoppable unicorn. The Nets had nobody to guard Giannis. It is what it is. But Middleton was up and down. Holiday was brutal Mm -hmm. in that entire series. So even though the point is the Nets defensively in the regular season might be bad, they really seem to ramp up the effort in the playoffs. And I actually didn't think they looked half bad defensively. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. And I think the score is really indicative of that, especially in this Nets and Bucks series last year, because some of these totals were posted at, what, 225, 230, and they were scoring like 190, 200, mm-hmm. 210, which was absolutely crazy because I, for one, thought there would be a lot of points. But, um, you know, it was a great matchup. But I got all the way to seven games. A Kevin Durant toe away from them mm-hmm. advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals, I think, was um, – the, pretty much the difference. The last player I wanted to do uh, to ask you about on this Nets roster, uh, uh, Claxton. Do you think that he's going to be the starter, or is going to is the starter for this uh, Nets team at the center position? Because I think there's a lot of potential with this guy. I'm going to say no. Okay. Uh, I think that they're going to use Aldridge to start, okay. but assuming that he's actually back in game shape and everything like that. But Claxton is a guy who I like, mm-hmm. but he's kind of an energy guy off the bench for a big man perspective. He's a little okay. bit too skinny uh, to actually. Yeah play against these big, big centers in the league. I think he's fine. He's got really no offensive talent, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. He's mostly a rim runner uh, who occasionally tries a baby hook, which he should never try again, but he'll try <laughs> it a couple of times every game. But he's an energy guy. He'll block shots. He'll do a lot of these small things. But offensively, I don't think he really brings enough to rely on late in games at, or even just unless they're going to use him like a DeAndre Jordan throw him into start, he'll play 16 yeah. minutes tops and roll in the bench unit. But at the end of the game, you'll see Blake Griffin. You might see Aldridge. Claxton, yeah. though, I do think is going to be a bench unit guy. You? Okay. Yeah, I honestly I, I didn't know. That's why I wanted to ask you, being the Nets fan. A little uh, bit skinny. He needs to put on yeah. like 15, 20 pounds. Yeah, I mean, 6'11", 215, that's not going to get it done, right? Especially if you're going to be uh, banging the uh, the big bodies inside the paint with with, you know, Guys like Giannis and and Embiid, I don't think that he's going to be able to guard them at all. And but. for reference, Blake Griffin's six nine, listed two fifty. Fifty, exactly. Yeah, I was just looking at that. So uh, I was just curious to get your thoughts on uh, on the. He's on a the fine player. Situation. I just don't think he's a starter. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So let's transition into the uh, game for the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow. They will be visiting the defending champions, the Milwaukee Bucks. Currently seeing a line that has moved in the favor of the Brooklyn Nets. Currently seeing minus one and a half. For the Brooklyn Nets over the Milwaukee Bucks on the spread. Total currently sitting at 237.5 money line, minus 125, plus 105 for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Scott, I'll kick it to you. Uh, what are you thinking for this game, bud? So I'm going to kick it back to you just with a quick question because I kind of okay. feel like it's worth the open discussion. Uh, championship hangover. Do you believe it's uh, factual or a myth? <sighs> uh, I got to go. Mm-hmm. This is tough. This one's tough for the NBA because it was such a quick turnaround. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's a myth. For me, I'm going to say it's a myth. Um, 
I think these NBA players have short memories, uh, especially the Milwaukee Bucks organization. I think that they know that the Brooklyn Nets are coming into town. Um, they're going to be, they know that they have that target on their backs. They're going to have to put in their best effort every single night because they are the defending champions. So I think that alone probably may galvanize or give them that energy that they need, that they know that they're going to get the best effort from every single team that they see every single night. You? I I personally believe in it more than you do. Okay. But especially since it's Milwaukee's first title in 40 something. That's true. So so that's a huge uh, just occasion for the team. But Giannis is that kind of superstar where you know he's not letting any success get to his head. He's the kind of guy who's going to be in the gym no matter what. Yeah. He's going to be pushing for a second ring immediately. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they really have to worry about that long term because Giannis is just wired differently compared to other superstars in the league. Having said that, I really wasn't a big fan of their offseason. They ended up making a couple of moves they needed to make that brought back Bobby Portis, who yeah. is one of the most beloved players in probably Bucks history, which is either a meme or not, but either way, he was very uh, productive during the postseason run. But I do kind of wonder defensively if they will take a back, a little bit of a step back without PJ Tucker. Now Tucker, I thought was the most overrated player during the entire NBA Finals. He didn't really do much, but he was pegged as the Durant stopper whatever that means when Durant drops 40 points in two separate games. But the point is he was the guy who was expending that much energy trying to guard Durant. Now he's not there and I don't know who you're going to use. Do you use DiVincenzo? Do you use Pat Connaughton? Do you throw in a semi Ojale who I'm sure Milwaukee fans don't really want to see on the court that much, but I think Durant's going to cook this team. Like I don't know who's supposed to use their energy to try to guard Durant because people can say, well, Giannis should do it. Yeah, But Giannis is going to score you 40 on the other end. So I don't think that's going to happen. Holiday's a good defender, but Durant's so much taller than him, it's not going to matter. Durant's just a guy who you can't really guard. Tucker would be physical with him, which would help. But with him off the roster, don't you think Durant's probably going to cook this team? I think so, and I'm kind of looking at the injury report here, but I don't see... Devin Chinso has not been cleared to be back with this team. He wasn't there at training camp. Ojale is also out, and Bobby Portis is also out. So that's a significant loss. I was mentioning three guys long term. Yeah, for game one, they might yeah. not even be playing. Yeah, for and I think I agree with you. I mean, Grayson Allen, he's a shooter, but he's not much of a defender. I mean, he could probably kick you once in a while and get away with it. But um, I think, yeah, I agree with you. They probably did take a step back defensively. Um, I'm just not sure what your philosophy is when it comes to letting your best offensive players also guard the best player on defense because you can talk about how back in Jordan's day and back in whatever, you know, you'd find guys who would do both Jordan at Pippen. So maybe not that exact comparison, but you know, the point, the thing is Giannis can probably match up with Durant the best out of anybody on the roster, Mm -hmm. but he's also the most unguardable player on your team. And the nets probably can't guard him either. So I think you'd save his energy for offense. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Middleton. Holiday does tend to guard the best player as well. So I'm assuming Holiday might be on Durant for the majority of this game. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's going to matter because Durant could just rise over him every single time. So I think Milwaukee has serious defensive problems for this matchup. I think so too. Then you have to talk about, okay, who's going to guard Harden then, right? If you're going to put Middleton on Durant or if it's going to be Drew Holiday on Harden or vice mm-hmm. versa, or whatever the case might be. So I think that, I think tomorrow will be a, you know, at least not tomorrow, but at least the first week. We probably want to keep a track on how Milwaukee is doing on the defensive end of the basketball. Offensively, I think they're going to be fine. Well, obviously, when you have Giannis, 
who pretty much, I mean, we saw in the preseason is starting having to have some type of jump shot. I mean, I don't know if that's going to come into fruition during the regular season, but we shall see what happens. Um, let's kind of get into the sides and totals here. Uh, which way are you leaning here, uh, Scott? I'm looking at the Nets. Now, part of it's the hangover theory, which I believe in that you might be a little bit skeptical on, but yeah. you mentioned the guys that were out, which I was kind of just leading you into because I mentioned yeah. the lack of proper defensive matchups. Mm-hmm. I really have a hard time trusting this actual depth for Milwaukee as of right now when you're missing three guys that will be key contributors during your right. playoff run. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with the Nets because even without Kyrie, this team is so damn loaded. <laughs> I mean, it it's is. really just crazy how good this team is. And even if Giannis goes for 40, which I think he probably will, if you want to look for a player prop on the over 29 half points for Giannis, I don't hate it. But looking at mm. everything – I think Giannis and Durant might cancel each other out in terms of points. Yeah. But you still have Harden. You still have a great three-point just shooting team. And Milwaukee, I think, has some guys that will play a factor as the season progresses, the guys that you mentioned that were out. But if you look at the roster right now for the opening game, what kind of bench guys do you even have? You're throwing out, like, DiVincenzo, who's not playing. Right. You're throwing out Porter, who's not playing. You're lying on... Connaughton and Rodney Hood is that pretty much what you're rolling with that's pretty much it I mean who else are you gonna um I'm looking at this roster and I don't I mean are you gonna put in George Hill like I I don't I don't I don't know what you're I'm going with the Nets I just think the bench unit's a complete mismatch you yeah Thanasis Atatakumpo the little brother or, or no yeah the older brother actually I mean, yeah, you're right, especially these three guys that we're missing for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's that's pretty much your bench. That's pretty much your depth. So I agree with you. I think do how much of a revenge angle are you putting into this Nets team after they lost to them in the semifinals? I think it matters. Now, okay. do I think that Milwaukee is going to sleep through this team because they beat them? Of course not, because mm-hmm. you can argue that even though the Bucks won, I'm sure the Bucs know in the back of their mind we were pretty fortunate that Harden and Kyrie got injured, but still, yep. so I don't think they're going to take it for granted. I think they recognize that this Nets team they're facing is different than the team they had to face in the playoffs down the stretch, but I can't look past those injuries. You talk about superstars and how people are going to be focused on Kyrie's out, got to bet the Bucks. but when you're missing a bunch of guys who contribute to your rotations and now you have to rely on maybe Thanasis or some other guys who normally you wouldn't want to see on the court if you had money on the Bucks. I got to look at the Nets because I just think this team from top to bottom is just better. I agree with you. I think that there's a lot better depth <clears throat> on this Nets team when we're talking about them. I, and I That's why I asked you about the revenge angle. I, I certainly think there's something to it because the Nets are going to put them on notice that, hey, we're not, we, we weren't scared of you last season. We had injuries, but, you know, we're still the best team in the East and we're going to prove it to you on your home floor when you're, you know, getting your rings and, and, putting up the championship banner that we're going to put you on notice that, Hey, we're the road. still kind of goes through Brooklyn when healthy. So the, the Kyrie I, thing is also funny. Sorry to interrupt, but the Kyrie thing is oh. funny because people are going that Kyrie's out and he's such a great offensive player. Oh no. Durant and Harden have to have the ball in their hands more. Whatever will the Nets do? I think they'll be fine. You know, I agree with you. I mean, I think that people are forgetting. I think James Harden's going to have a great season. Honestly, I think I really do, especially with Kyrie. The whole situation with Kyrie, I think that, you know, Harden, when he was with the Rockets, I mean, every single night this guy can go out and put out a triple-double for you. I think he's Um, a sleeper MVP candidate. Yeah, I think so, too. I think 20-1 to is great value for James Harden. So um, so I agree with you. I'll take the Nets also. I'm also looking at the Nets team total here at 119.5. I know it's a big number, but we talked about, I think, offensively up and down for this 
Nets team to have great shooting. You have two of the best scorers in the NBA on your team with James Harden, Kevin Durant. Uh, I think they should have their way offensively. Depends. I want to see if they play with pace, and especially in the first quarter, I think they'll come out and play well. So probably looking at Nets in the first quarter. After the Bucks probably got their rings, you know, it'd probably take a little while for them to get into this game um, for tomorrow night. Any final thoughts on this game, Scott? Well, you mentioned the total, which is at 237 and a half, which I agree is a little bit intimidating at first glance. Now, I do expect this game to kind of follow the same script that the Lakers-Warriors game is going to take in the okay. sense that I think the second half will be a lot more low scoring than the first half. I think that these teams will buckle down, assuming it's close, mm-hmm. in the third and fourth quarter, and you'll see a grinded-out half-court fest in the fourth because I'm sure Milwaukee is not going to want to go up and down running with this Nets team late in the game. I just feel like that's not what they want to do. They want to slow it down, put Giannis in the half court, maybe on the block and see what happens. So for me, it's going to be a high total. I think your first quarter angle solid. I like the first half over. I think you'll see a track me for the first uh, 24 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then after that, things might slow down. But I do think to start off, the Nets want to run. That's just what they want to do. So I like the over. I agree with you. So, um, Recapping where you had, I like the first quarter for the Nets. I also like their team total, but we'll get to best bets in a second. And then Scott's looking at first half over in this game as well as second Nets full game, correct? Yep. All right. Um, so that pretty much brings it up for the Tuesday night games. We only have two games for opening night, but they are two pretty great games. Definitely looking forward to it. Uh, Scott, let's wrap this show up with a best bet between the two games here. Um, I'll give you the floor. Give me your best bet for Tuesday night. So my best bet is going to be a homer play, but I feel like I have to do it for all the reasons we laid out and taking the nets. And I just think that people are going to love Milwaukee. I'm sure they will be the public pick that they're going to say Milwaukee just won the title plus money, but no, they're missing a couple of guys that you just stated. I think the nets will have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder for this game because they don't have an actual chip on their shoulder because of the bucks. I do think that the nets just have too much offensive firepower. Yeah. Milwaukee defensively should be a lot, more disorganized to start the season as the post to last year because they lost a couple of pieces there. I think the Nets win this game. I think it'll be close, but I think the Nets will win by five. You? Yeah, I agree with you. I do like the Nets tomorrow. The line is moving towards our way. I saw it at a pick yesterday, and then it's at the minus one and a half, but still doesn't bother me. I think the Nets will probably win this game by at least two possessions for sure. Um, for my best bet, um, I'll go to the other game between the Warriors and the Lakers. I think this number is a little crazy for me to uh, not bet the under on. So I'm going to take the Lakers team total under 115 and a half. And until for all the reasons that we talked about, Scott, this team having. It's going to take time for them to find that chemistry. Let's just put it that way between the, the guys that they have on this roster. We saw it in the preseason. It took a while for them to gel. It's still going to take maybe 10, 15, 20 games throughout the season. I think asking them to get 116 points, especially when we think the game is going to slow down in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, um, where it turns into a half-court game, it's going to be dribble, dribble, dribble. That shot clock's going to be going down if they have a missed shots there. And I think it's going to be a slower place overall for this game. Uh, so I'm taking the Lakers team total under 115 and a half as my best bet. Yep, I like that play a lot too. The thing is that the Lakers did a better job of creating a supporting cast that can shoot yep. from the outside. The issue is the main three guys with the ball in their hand the majority of the time still aren't great three-point shooters. So I am kind of curious how that's going to work itself out, but I agree with you. I think that total is way too high. I think the Lakers might look like they might be on pace for maybe a quarter or so, but I think that'll really dissipate quickly. I see them finishing with, 
108. I was still the number that was in my head. (laughs) So I'll go with that. Yeah, I love it, man. So so there you go. Two best bets from myself and Scott uh, for opening night tomorrow. That'll bring us to the end of the show. NBA season is here. Like we mentioned, I'm so excited. Um, NBA gambling podcast is going to be cranking out, you know, player prop bets. Um, We're going to go through games. I think two to three times throughout the week, Scott will be joining me. Terrell will be joining me um, and some of the other guys that we have for the NBA gambling podcast. Make sure to follow NBA gambling podcast on Twitter at SGPN NBA. There's also a $3,000 um, contest that odds crowd is offering to betters. If you think you're the best NBA better, get on to odds crowd. Check out that they're offering $3,000 to the winner. Um, so I, I believe I'll be in that contest myself. I think a couple other guys in our network will be there also. So definitely check it out. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Um, we'll be pumping out the content on there. We'll be dropping all the podcast episodes. Um, I'll be putting out my player prop NBA total uh, plays of the day on there also for you to follow. So make sure you're following that Twitter also. Um, and then also, like I said, we'll be here all throughout the week, all throughout the season. So definitely get subscribed to the NBA gambling podcast. Scott, plug anything you uh, want to and let the people know where they can find you. Cool. So you can find me on Twitter at Reichel Radio. Other than that, still doing a lot of editing. I'll be on the NBA Gambling Podcast more often, as Munaf yep. just said. Other than that, still doing some guest spots on the MLB Gambling Podcast, for example, and stuff like that. So stay post, uh, stay tuned for that. Also doing the fantasy football, either articles or I do the rankings every week. So yeah, keep them busy. Yes, sir. Like Scott said, definitely check out the fantasy football guys. If you haven't, check out the podcast. I know Scott's a regular on there, but also check out the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, that fantasy football team that they have over there is probably the best in the world. Uh, I'm not being biased. I think these guys are awesome at what they do. Um, pumping out so much content for fantasy football. So definitely check out Scott there and the rest of the team. With that being said, NBA season is here. I hope we all have a profitable season. Like Scott said, he's going to be a regular now on the NBA Gambling Podcast. So definitely looking forward to working with Scott all throughout the season. We're going to cash a lot of bets and make a lot of money together, as well as you guys also as our listeners. Join in on this NBA Slack channel, sg.pn slash Slack. It's now gaining some steam uh, with conversation happening about the NBA. So definitely check us out there also. With that being said, Good luck with your bets this week. Let's break the books and let it ride. Basketball, get it, get it, get the ball because I'm gonna.